I'm Tracy. And I'm Lena. And we love Healing Children. In fact, we're the co-owners and founders of Healing Children, LLC. And this is our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing, where we get real about what children need emotionally. And how best to support them. We skip the fluff. And get right to the heart of it. Hello and welcome to our second podcast where we're going to talk about where typical development doesn't go right. Hi, um, what are you doing? We're we're trying to do a podcast here, Esther. What are you doing? Well, I know that, um, but is that really the camera you're going to use? Well, it's what we have. And and this is the lighting? Well, did you guys even hire a lighting designer? Well, uh, oh my gosh. Did you do your own makeup? Okay, Esther, Esther, I know a makeup designer. Right. I know a makeup artist. I can get you her number. All right, Esther, this is kind of what we have talked about before. What? What have we talked about? Well, I mean, sometimes I'm a little bossy, but I mean, I just want to help you make it better. And I know how to make it better. Okay, but we've talked about this. Like we've talked about, it's not okay to say that. Like it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Especially well, when I talked about my, my makeup. Like, know, don't be so sensitive. I want to make it better. So yeah, we've kind of talked about why you do some of this stuff. And I, I think you might need to do a timeout and really mm-hmm. think about why you're acting the way you're acting. Because fine. Okay. fine. So you go to your timeout area fine. and we will talk to you later, Esther. All right, let's try that all over again. This is yes. like take two of starting our podcast. Hopefully we keep Esther from interrupting us again and putting us down over our makeup. Like, oh, I know that was incredibly rude. Incredibly rude. Um, but hopefully she'll stay where she's supposed to stay. If she does, there's going to be some maturity for that girl. Oh, there will be. And that's a good thing. Yes. So last time we talked about why is it important for us to understand typical development um, and if you didn't watch that episode, I definitely recommend you go back and look at that. That'll yeah. help you understand what we're going to be talking about today, which is what if our emotional development does not go as planned? Mm-hmm. What if something happens and we get stuck emotionally in our development? Exactly. Is there any hope for us? Yeah. You know, and how do we know? And how do we know? So, I mean, I think we start with, you know, kind of explaining again, you know, Eric Erickson's stages mm-hmm. of development and Foster Klein's stages of conscious development, because they're both mm-hmm. stages that we work through. And so, like we talked about in our last podcast, Eric Erickson has stages that you need to go through. And in his philosophy and belief, and we've seen this to be true, mm-hmm. if you don't successfully pass one stage, you're kind of stuck there. Right. Um, until you, you just can't move to the next stage because you're stuck there, right? And you might move. What I see happening is, you might move into different stages, maybe in different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. You might have some maturity in different places, like your career, or maybe even your family mm-hmm. or something else. And then your social life is kind of more, more, more stunted. Um, so you might move through in other areas, but emotionally, that emotional development, which I think is kind of part of our self-concept, mm-hmm. um, who we are, that stays stuck. stuck. And so, yeah. for example, we'll give you an example, like with Eric Erickson, the very first stage of, of his development is trust versus mistrust. And he says it's very important that the infant learns to trust the world, to trust some caregivers, mm-hmm. to trust that they can be taken care of. Because we talked about last time, mm-hmm. they come to the world and they're completely helpless. Right. right. And we talked about that last time. They 
have to develop trust in an adult, an adult has to take care of them in order for them to be physically safe, which yeah. helps them be emotionally safe. And so if they get stuck in that trust versus mistrust and they develop a sense that the world is not safe, adults yeah. are not safe, I don't trust anybody else to take care of me and they are stuck in the mistrust stage, mm-hmm. that guides a lot of their behavior, their reactions, how they respond to things, the decisions and choices that they make. Mm-hmm. And so that could look like a kid who's you know, lying, cheating, and stealing, right? Mm-hmm. Because they got to take care of myself. I don't trust anybody else to take care of me. And that guides their whole belief system about the world. Or it could be like the world owes me. Mm-hmm. The world owes me. And so if they owe me, that kind of affects like our attitude about everything mm-hmm. and everyone. And we're not really taking that personal responsibility that we need to be taking yes. to really move forward. Because when you look at someone who is mature, Uh a mature adult, they're able to take personal responsibility for their mistakes, for their role in things. Mm -hmm. They're able to do that. And so if we're kind of stuck at a stage, that's harder. Yes. That's harder to do. Harder to do that. And so, and then also Foster Klein, he has some stages of development. And again, for the purpose of the podcast, we don't go into detail teaching all this because we're Mm -hmm. just kind of looking at some different understanding, but we do have trainings that go into detail if you're interested. Um, But um, Foster Klein talks about the stages of conscious development. How is our conscious developed? Because when we're born as an infant, we're not born with these moral standards and beliefs, right? No. And that first stage, it really is about getting their needs met. Mm-hmm. and they, he calls it, I'll take it. So I just do what I'm going to do. And I'm not thinking about right or wrong. And so an infant cries in the middle of the night, doesn't mm-hmm. think about, you know, I'm waking up people, right. I'm bothering people. They grab things that they see without thinking right. about whether it's right or wrong. And sometimes people can get stuck in that first stage without moving into the stages of, you know, I might get in trouble. So I'll look to see if somebody's looking at me before I do it. Mm-hmm. Or the next stage is, I know I can get in trouble even if adults aren't around, so I'm going to follow the rules. Right. Or the next stage is, I don't want to hurt other people's feelings, so I'm going to follow the rules. Yeah. Right. And then the last stage has to do with, I've internalized these morals and beliefs, so I'm going to do what is right mm-hmm. because of that. And if they get stuck at any of those earlier stages, it influences their behavior. Very much. So like if an adolescent gets stuck at the stage of, I don't want to upset people or hurt people's feelings, Mm -hmm. then they might get, if they don't have good people around them, they might engage in behaviors that are very destructive or dangerous if their peers are doing those things. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, all of us at times in our life get stuck, right? I really believe so. I don't believe that we have to have personal, like we have to have perfect emotional development or perfect circumstances to mature emotionally. Because life is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. There's, we all go through hard times, hard things. And I don't believe that has to keep us from maturing and growing. In fact, it really should Mm -hmm. make you more mature. Yes. But you're going to need certain things for that to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to need some support. You might need some boundaries around inappropriate behavior. You're going to need a lot of things. And really as a counselor, doing private counseling and being a counselor for 23 years, I honestly, um, I don't want to minimize anxiety, depression, um, other types of mental health diagnosis. I don't want to minimize those things, but a lot of the kids that I've worked with have really been very successful. And I don't know if they've fully overcome some of those things, but 
they're not as much of an issue when they are maturing emotionally. Uh-huh. It makes a big, big deal. Exactly. And so what are some of the things that cause it? And then we can kind of like talk about, um, you know, some of the things that kids need. And so like you shared a story about a student with a very serious medical issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this student um, was really fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. You know, one grade of school, they were having to go through very uncomfortable medical treatments and, and really fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. And so did not have those typical everyday friendship ins and outs that all the other kids were experiencing. And then when the student got into, it was a couple of years after they had recovered from all the medical issues, they were doing a lot better, um, but not connecting with the peers, mm-hmm. having a hard time with connection. And part of it was because this person hadn't gone through the the typical everyday friendship issues that kids go through kind of missed that, mm-hmm. missed that for a year. This person was kind of still stuck at that place uh-huh. of when they got sick. And so when I explained this and they were like, oh, that makes so much sense. And that helped move this person through and, and kind of accepted the accountability from their peers. Yeah. So instead of internalize, there must be something wrong with me because I don't know how to do it. It was like, Oh, I just haven't had the experience. Yeah, I just because of what I've been through. Because it, that's right, mm-hmm. I did, I wasn't able to have it, and that's okay. I can get it now. Mm-hmm. And this kid did great. Oh wow, they did great. Knowing, just knowing, like, oh, this is what it is. Then they could accept that feedback from their peers because our peers really do help us mature. Yes. But we have to be around peers that care about us and like us for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And you have to have those experiences of things not going well. So sometimes even like the conflicts that they have in kindergarten and first grade are really important conflicts for kids to learn how to manage conflicts later on. Yeah. And sometimes some things that can keep you stuck in that is overprotection. Right. And so instead of allowing our kids to kind of work through those naturally, we're jumping in really quick. Yeah. And said, and knowing like, no, we don't want our kid bullied. No, but some of this is normal conflict that they actually need to have. Right. To learn and grow. And we're going to talk, we have another podcast and a few podcasts about yeah. um, entitlement and overprotection and how that impacts kids. But that is one of the causes that can keep you stuck developmentally. Absolutely. Is we need, they need feedback from their peers because mm-hmm. they're not perfect with their peers. No. They make mistakes as we all can think back about our childhood <laughs> and know like, we weren't perfect angels either. And our peers will let us know. Exactly. And then it helps us kind of fine tune some of that behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what helps us mature, right? Uh-huh. And it helps us learn like, you know what? Talking about people behind their back all the time and getting caught for that. Doesn't not a great so thing. Well. You know what? And then we might be kind of better about not doing that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know? Because if we got caught for it in elementary school, we may not want to do that anymore. Yep. So it's... It's those experiences that we need. So we've talked a little bit about what causes it. So experiences, um, medical conditions can cause us to be stuck. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, if you have trauma or attachment issues, you can get stuck developmentally. And we're going to talk about that part in our next podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's experience that happened to us. And sometimes it's lack of experiences that Mm -hmm. cause us to get stuck. So there is a variety of reasons why we get stuck. But how do we know? Like, what might it look like if somebody gets stuck? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great question. I think, I think sometimes it might be hard to know totally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but if they're not really functioning the way they're supposed to be. So like, let's say we have a student in elementary school, it's industry versus inferiority for Eric Erickson, right? Mm -hmm. So that means if the child is moving through the way they're supposed to, they are industrious. Mm -hmm. They get their tasks completed, they get it turned mm -hmm. in, and they may not be perfect, but they are attempting and doing their best. Yep, yep. That is a kid who's on track. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you've got a kid who is doing none of their work and mm -hmm. they're able to do so, Yes. They can do it and they're refusing to. That's someone who's struggling. Yes. And that's something that you might want to investigate. What has happened? Is mm -hmm. it a maturity issue? What is going on? And sometimes that's fairly complex. Mm -hmm. You know, that isn't always a very easy thing um, to figure out. Mm -hmm. If you have a child who's got behavior issues and it's chronic, yes, we're talking a chronic behavior mm -hmm. problem and it's getting worse, that if that doesn't get resolved, that's probably going to turn into a developmental issue. It could be. If yeah. it isn't one already. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that lack of work completion could be because of learning disabilities or mm -hmm. attention issues or things like that. So it may not be a maturity issue. But again, it's always important to investigate it because mm -hmm. sometimes if it is a maturity issue, then there's some things we can kind of figure out how to do. If they're not trying. But if they're not trying. If they're not trying that's a problem, mm -hmm. right? So if you have a kid, let's say you have a kid who has ADHD mm -hmm. and they're trying, uh -huh. like they're at least trying to do something, then I would say, then it's looking at, okay, is it work too hard? Mm -hmm. You know, is there just too much? How do we support that versus mm -hmm. it being a maturity issue? Versus a maturity issue. So mm -hmm. sometimes you have both. Mm -hmm. sometimes or sometimes you're, you know, the it can be, you know, like you said, sometimes like I have anxiety, and then I don't do the things right that I need to do. And I don't have the experience I need to experience. And so the anxiety can be part of the cause of the immaturity. But then I'm immature, which makes it difficult for me to take those steps to work on overcoming and managing my anxiety. And I'm not having the experiences. And since I'm not having the experiences, mm -hmm. now I'm becoming even more anxious. Yeah. So it's like this vicious cycle. cycle. Yeah. And, and it's understanding kids need a lot of experiences mm -hmm. to grow. Yeah. Um, and so if you, if they are not having those, or if they're not really doing their part mm -hmm. of the schoolwork of the home life, whatever that might look like for them, because every situation is different, mm -hmm. then that's where the maturity really needs to be investigated. Yeah. What's going on. So some other things you might see is let's say, you know, during those toddler years, yeah, they're learning about frustration tolerance, how to manage frustration. They're learning how to handle no. They're learning not to throw temper tantrums, right? Yeah. But if kids are doing temper tantrums and can't manage frustration when they're in the elementary or even sometimes high school years, mm -hmm. that would be an indicator that they might be stuck emotionally. Yeah. And, and, it, and it could be a mental health issue, but it could also be emotionally, I'm stuck. And if you go and investigate, you can kind of figure out maybe something happened at that time that caused mm -hmm. it. And maybe what they need is some boundaries and accountability with support. Yeah. And how does, how those boundaries look depends on the kid too. Yes. It's, sometimes I won't totally know as a counselor, if it's a maturity issue until those solid boundaries are in place. Mm -hmm. so let's say, let's say we have a kid who's got a supportive family life. Mm -hmm. The family life is, is pretty supportive. So we're not having to, to look at that piece of it but they're still not really functioning very well at school. Mm -hmm. And then the boundaries around all the behavior 
and whatever else is going on gets put in place. If you see a kid really doing well after all those boundaries are there, mm -hmm. you had a maturity problem going on. Yep. And, and that to me as a counselor, that's what I really look at. Or let's say you have a kid with an anxiety issue. Mm -hmm. So two, they, they have a supportive family, mm -hmm. um, but they're unwilling to come to school and there's nothing bad happening at school. Yeah. All right. There's school is they is, is safe. Their teacher is caring. They have friends. Mm -hmm. Well, once you put those boundaries in place where they have to go to school, they have to work through the anxiety, they have to work through some of those issues, then that maturity will kick in. Yeah. And they will do better with their anxiety because they'll learn, huh? When I faced it, even though it's really scary, I can do this. So it helps with my self-confidence. It helps with my maturity. Mm -hmm. It helps me overcome. It helps me learn new things. Like all of that. It's so very intertwined. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so very important. Exactly. And so we actually have a model that we use for looking at what do kids need? Mm -hmm. And it's called the healing environment. And it really looks at all the components of the healing environment that kids need. And so you can see kids need that relationship as part of the base, mm -hmm. as part of the attachment, because who they're attached to, that's where they get their morals and values from. So attachment is very mm -hmm. important in relationships. Um, kids need boundaries and structure and accountability. Mm -hmm. They need an adult who has their own good self-control and their own mental health as well, because yes. the more healthy we are, the better it is going to be for our kids. Right. right? Um, they need the acceptance and the encouragement and appropriate choices within the boundaries and limits of their maturity level. And then we all need humor and fun. Mm -hmm. That's all really important. And so all of these things are what kids need. And we do go into depth in teaching each of these strategies and how to implement it and what it looks like for kids who are, you know, they're typically developing, you know, maybe they have glitches here and mm -hmm. there versus what does it look like for kids who maybe are stuck yeah. developmentally. And so if you want to learn more and you like what you've kind of been hearing, you can, you know, again, on our teachable online classes, mm -hmm. we have the full class that really goes into in depth and everything that we've been talking about. In addition to, we have a class um, called the healing environment that just focuses on the healing environment and what that looks like. Um, we also have a, the book mm -hmm. that we've written called healing discipline, bringing hope to shattered lives that goes into a lot of this and lots more. And then we also have a poster that represents the healing environment. And we know, uh, you know, a lot of educators like to have that in their room because it kind of, you can get it laminated mm -hmm. and you can hang it up and just remember, okay, what does these kids need? And if things aren't going well, is there something in this healing environment that's missing? It, it really is a great tool that, that gives the educator and the parents something concrete mm -hmm. to figure out. If I'm seeing an issue, where are the holes and how do I plug in those holes? It gives mm -hmm. you that guidance and that support. Yeah. And so next time we're going to talk about trauma, disrupted attachment and survival and kind of what that actually looks like Okay. in kids. Hey, so thank you for joining us today. Well, hi, Esther. Did, did you think about some things in your timeout? Yeah. Um, I actually think I thought about a lot of things and... I think I want to be less bossy. It's like everyone always says that and mm -hmm. I don't want to hear that anymore. And I don't want to be bossy. I just feel like I can help, you know? Well, you have a lot of good ideas. So I kind of can see why you think that, but maybe let's talk a little bit about why you feel like you have to boss everyone around all the time. Did you oh. think about that at all? No. 
Well, we kind of talked about like at home, sometimes you you can't always trust the adults to do what they're supposed to. Well, yeah. I mean, my dad's, you know, in prison and my mom is like never around. And so I have to do everything myself if it's going to get done. Well, yeah, I can understand that the problem is, is there's a lot of adults here at school who can help you. And if you're bossing us around all the time, it's keeping us from doing our job and being there to support you and the other kids. I guess that makes sense. And it's kind of getting in your way of friends too, right? Oh yeah, totally. Are you guys getting in a lot of fights? Yeah, they always, you know, tell me I'm bossy. And they don't want to hang out with you sometimes, do they? Yeah. And so I know things are hard at home. I know. And I know there isn't a perfect answer for that, but having good friends and you have a lot of people who really like you, Esther, can help you get through that. Mm -hmm. They can support you and we can talk about those things and talk about how hard it is and how you feel all this responsibility to fix things. Yeah. To fix a really good idea. I think I want to talk to my friend Stephanie about this. That's a good idea. The other thing, like sometimes you like to tell the teachers what to do and when to do it. And so at school is a really good time for you to practice letting a healthy adult be in charge. I think I can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take practice. So Esther, you know, because you're worried about being safe. Yeah. Yeah. And so you bossing all of us around is trying to be safe. So you practicing not being bossy is going to be hard at first. But the more you do it, the better you'll get. And then you'll start to really connect with your teacher and your friends. And then you'll get that support you need to help you get through hard stuff. I would really love that. And it'll be kind of a good skill. Because what do you think would happen if you bossed your boss around when you have a job someday? Oh, yeah. That sounds like I would lose my job. And would that be a bad thing for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to need, I mean, we all have to, we all have to eat, right? We all have to bring home money and eat and take care of things. And you're going to need those relationships and people. And you have so much going for you. That's like the one thing that you can work on that will really make all your relationships that much better. Oh my gosh. You like totally blown my mind today. <laughs> we Thank try so much. Well, we know how cool you are, Esther. And how much you like to be cool. We want to be able to have you keep that cool factor. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to be a fashion designer. Oh, we believe you it. would be amazing. We would wear your clothes. <laughs> yeah, we wear it on our yeah. podcast. Yep. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye. 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 If you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can go to our website at www healingchildrenllc.org. On our website, you can read more about who we are. You can look at our online trainings. You can also look at our blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in a variety of ways, such as liking us or following us on social media. even hire us to come in or you could email us or call us exactly 
Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area. Yes, so let the healing begin. Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing is sponsored by Healing Children, LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals, which gives us a unique perspective on working with children both in and out of the school setting who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, we believe that children are more likely to grow and prosper. When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, they can better create healing environments for children. To learn more about us and what we have to offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.